Hey everyone, welcome to another Starstruck episode with Alice Sparkly Cat, Aries, Innovative Aries, fellow fire sign. Hey Alice. Hey, how are you? Good, I'm so glad you're here. Um, today we're going to be talking about uh, the planetary is political and how astrology has become something of a tool for activism, uh, self-actualization, telling the world who you are and really understanding yourself and that's something you do a lot with your work so alice you're an astrologer and a community organizer and use arts for activism so tell us a little bit about that yeah so i do astrology i do readings with clients mm -hmm. and then i also do these community programs and i feel like the two actually like kind of feed each other yeah tell me about that just how to like validate people um, by improving their social relations with one another. So coming into groups. Um, so that's, you know, this is a relatively newer thing. I mean, astrology has always been something that I found to be an icebreaker. Do you, yeah, do you find that? True. It's like we have all, you know, not only is the world more divided than ever, but it's and not in a good way, but also in some important ways where people are really defining their identities and wanting to identify as this or that. So how do you find that astrology plays into that? Well, I feel like like when you're in group setting, like whether it is like a like a community program where you're just hanging out with your friends, mm -hmm. if you ask people like, oh, what sign you are, um, they start talking about like themselves yeah. in a really great way. Not just like, oh, this is who I am, this is what I do, but you know like oh i'm like a fire sign so like this thing happened to me i like got so angry and like laughing about it yeah i i totally agree it's like it gives you this permission yeah. to be who you are and do you um so you do readings for people of all ages you were telling yeah. me that you uh, work with senior citizens and teens predominantly yeah. does astrology come up in that work it does, yeah. I did a class with the senior citizens about um, astrology. You did? Yeah. How did that go? It was cool, but like they mostly knew their birthdays in terms of the lunar calendar. Oh. So I was like looking at just like um, how Chinese astrology and Western astrology like lined up and showing them the differences. Mm -hmm. But they knew a lot of it already. Um, and yeah, and like with the other senior group, there was this one guy who came in and started talking about like, well, I'm like a Leo with Pluto and Leo, like, um, oh, wow. yeah, like really talking about his Plutonic tendencies. I was like, okay, wow, we can have a, like a pretty good and long conversation about mm. this. Do you know the lunar astrology? Uh? Um, I know a little bit and well, I guess like, yeah, I always say like, I know a little bit. I've actually been looking into it for years. And then my grandpa's really into the eating, so um, he's always like trying to give me these books. <laughs> and you're like, and I'm not ready, I'm not ready or yet. I'm just like, I can't read it because I can't read Chinese. Oh. But he's like, someday <laughs> he'll be able to read this. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, we are going into the year of the rat, which I was born in, so. Okay, Jupiter you... return then. Yeah, exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. What is, what is your, uh, what do you know about the rat? Uh, about um, the rat? Yeah. Um, well, it's the, you know, it's the, um, winter solstice sign so it's the okay. most like it's the sign with the most yin oh yeah. interesting hmm. mm -hmm. the most yin well that explains uh, a few things there about us yeah. <laughs> that's funny yeah so okay. it's also the sign where like um yin starts to decrease and yang starts to 
increase. Oh, really? Yeah. So if in the year of the rat, I wonder if that's, well, with all the planets in Capricorn, yeah. that could be an interesting offset to that. Mm -hmm. Huh. Okay. Let's talk about readings because mm -hmm. an interesting topic of debate on Twitter that's come up, and even mm -hmm. with some astrologers I've talked to, you know, there's this debate now that you have to be of a certain age or life experience mm -hmm. to do readings for mm -hmm. people. Sort of, some might say it's an old school way of thinking. Mm -hmm. I, I don't have that opinion at all, I think. Um, but I, I know that people feel, some people feel very passionately one way or another. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, I no. saw the whole Twitter. Yeah. Like kind of drama. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what do you think about that? Um, I think that, well, like, the reason why I like astrology is because, like, you're getting counseling, but you're getting it from a peer. Yeah. Like, you're not getting it from a professional who's going to maybe, like, diagnose you in a certain way or say it's, like, oh, this is, like, um, just kind of, like, um, inspect you as an individual. You're getting from a peer who really knows you and is involved in your life and in some ways like I don't know there's just like a resonance so I always feel like like you know why would someone who hasn't had their Saturn return get it from someone who has too like yeah and for those who are new to astro the Saturn return which a lot of people know about now yeah. are you in no you haven't had yours yet right I You're feel like I'm going through my right coming now. up on it yeah mm -hmm. yeah so um so the Saturn return happens around 2930 mm -hmm. and then, you know, every 29 and a half years and it's a time of maturity and kind of coming into your own and figuring out who you are and really having to restructure and prioritize. So there was a debate that, you know, going through because Saturn is a planet of wisdom and age that one should at least have gone through the Saturn return before dispensing wisdom. Uh, to others and then there's the other school which is that what you're saying that a peer is going to know what you're going through better than someone who is from another generation and they're going to be able to really get you yeah because they're going through it with you yeah mm -hmm. maybe it depends on what you're looking for from right that's reading true. too like you know if you're looking for a super technical chart reading you know someone who's a master for many years might give a more mm -hmm. nuanced reading but you never know yeah what have you found do you have any mm -hmm. experiences or anecdotes of having done a reading for mm -hmm. a younger person and feeling like mm -hmm. it was an asset to be closer in age to them yeah i think so like um like i don't want to like like say any people's like details right but, right like, like um, I guess just like encouraging people sometimes to like maybe find people who are their age and going through what they're going through um, if they don't have that in their lives mm -hmm. or um, and, but I've also had people who've like gone through their Saturn return come for me for a reading yeah. and then I think it's super cool like we don't maybe like talk about Saturn issues so much mm -hmm. we talk about like um venus or something but like you know they figured their saturn stuff out and then yeah we don't have to talk about it right mm -hmm. i mean it's i think you can get i think you can get something from anyone you know, yeah my, me too my daughter who's nine and her friends are suddenly you know getting all into astrology i would and definitely get a reading from a nine-year-old <laughs> yeah i would love a reading from a nine-year-old to i mean you right know, Maybe not on everything, but, you know, yeah. I would love yeah. to hear what a nine-year-old so had to say. Yeah. yeah, you never know. Yeah. So that's that's a 
And there is something about being gotten by someone you can relate to or feel like you can relate to. How about like, um, you know, queer communities or communities of color? Because I've, you know, there was a queer astrology conference, so there have been a few of them. And there are, you know, segmentations by, you know, uh, identity uh, and now gathering around astrology. um, Why do you think that's happening? Well, I think it's the same reason. Like people like kind of see the astrology reading as therapeutic mm-hmm. and they want to get that from someone who can relate to the issues that they're going through. Yeah. So makes sense. Yeah. If like, you know, I'm going through issues about racism, then I'm going to try to find a um, astrologer of color. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and how does astrology do you feel like? lend more to that dialogue like if you're dealing with racism or any ism of course you're going to want support from someone who understands how does that tie in with this like what how do you think astrology lends an extra dimension of therapy or therapeutic energy to that well i think that there's certain things about all the archetypes that have to do with our history Mm -hmm. and um so like just one way of thinking about it like you know if you are talking about like jupiter as your political ideology Hmm. then you can't really think about it apart from racism oh that's interesting so looking at the planets as shaping your ideology you feel jupiter yeah okay that's cool so are you jupiter in capricorn also no i am jupiter in virgo virgo far from it sorry (laughs) so how do you think having jupiter in virgo shapes your ideology if you don't mind a personal question there Hmm, i think i'm pretty cynical yeah Yeah. (laughs) okay are you critical or yeah i don't really like believe in anything okay my friend last night was like what's your political orientation it was like oh damn i don't know like Hmm. Yeah, I guess I don't really, I mean, I feel like I'm a leftist because I feel like we need that. Um, (laughs) But like, I grew up in a communist country, so I feel like it, you know, I'm very flexible. Okay. (laughs) Politically flexible. Well, Virgo's a mutable sign. Yeah. What do you mean by flexible? I'm just going to, you know, be all Barbara Walters here for a minute. You don't have to answer, but I'm curious. Yeah. I just think that our political ideology should be shaped by whatever system we're living under. So, like, you know, right now is it's late capitalism. There's all these, like, corporate oligarchs. Like, I, yeah, I feel pretty strongly a leftist in this moment. Mm-hmm. But if I were, like, say, living in, like, a neoliberal state-planned economy, then I might feel differently. Interesting. That's a, that's a bold statement. Most people wouldn't admit that. Oh, really? I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think an Aries would. Most people oh, would yeah. say, these are my ideologies and mm-hmm. I'm sticking with them and oh, this really? is who I am. Mm-hmm. So to be fluid with your political identity and to put it in a context like that, that's, that's not something I hear very often. Oh, really? Do you? I feel like, um, I don't know. I feel like I do hear it, but yeah. You do? Okay. I don't know. I, well, you have the dual lens of such, you know, if you grew up in communism and capitalism and you're saying your response ideologically is shaped by how you feel living in that, mm-hmm. that's, that's interesting to me because that says that you're doing what astrologers, I think, um, encourage, which is to think freely. You know, people think astrology a lot of times is deterministic. 
Yeah. And it was for mm-hmm. so many years. And I think it's actually the the postmodern version of astrology is mm. very much not deterministic. Wait, what do you mean by that? <laughs> this is what happens when an Aries and a Sag <laughs> with Capricorn North Nodes start talking. Um, 20 years apart. Uh, I think that, you know, it was always used to be the fate. This is, and you would go, I mean, we talked about oh, this I the see. other day. You would go to an astrologer and they'd tell you what was going to happen to you. Or they'd give you your prescription and you'd walk out like you had walked out from a doctor's office. Right. And now we're living in a world where people are more... Um, wanting to co-create everything or have a wellness coach that they make a plan based on counseling with. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, and I think people are going to astrologers. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you, yeah, it's really so like, yeah, not user, user made or something. Yeah. It's it's sort of a, there's gotta be a word for it. So something of a collaborative process as you discover your chart, Mm -hmm. which is why I think we have a lot more people talking about astrology like um they're not experts but they're they're speaking knowledgeably on social media let's talk about social media and astrology and um why do you think it's exploded so much as a Mm -hmm. it's really prevalent yeah instagram and twitter Mm -hmm. well i like i write i come from like the fandom world Tell me about that. Um, like, where you write fan fiction. And you do? Fan oh, I love it. Okay. And, like, I feel like, like, you know how, um, like, there's certain fandoms that really explode when there's, like, a big blockbuster, like, movie or something? Twilight was one, right. I remember. Yeah. The Marvel comics. Yeah. So, like, there's these spikes, and then they disappear as trends. Mm-hmm. But then there's, like, one fandom, which is Sailor Moon, yeah. that has never spiked like that but also never go like declines like that yeah, it's just ubiquitous steady. yeah um because it's like so like user create not you like it's so like it's completely fandom it doesn't really rely on like more original output in order to keep going it's not a tr- it's not trend based yeah it's, just, it's a culture sub media based okay it's, and i feel like like you know if astrology can kind of operate in that way where it's just like um, really community made, like really, um, and not relying on like, I don't know, a blockbuster production that's like a book or, or a movie, hmm. that it actually has like really um, real longevity. I love that. I mean, it's, it's, it is a timeless art or, uh, indis- no, that's not the right word. It's timeless craft. Um, whatever there's so many different words you could use that's yeah I think I've seen several waves of you know commercializing of astrology and Mm -hmm. and we're in one now like people are really feeling drawn to it do you think that the the political climate has to do with people wanting to figure out who they are more or have something positive or something to say no this is who I am more yeah maybe um i don't know yeah i wonder because i feel like the political environment maybe brings people together and then um yeah different conversations can happen well that's true well that you know that's also a different perspective people are talking about how the world is so divided but you're right it is the divisiveness does create togetherness and, and a need yeah. to sort of huddle to just like okay you know it's us against this what whatever the heck is happening on the planet right yeah. now 
Well, one thing I noticed that I was just telling you about was how like astrology tends to revive like when there's far right movements. Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't know why, but maybe that's something that's happening right now too. Yeah, I want to think about that. I mean, well, when there's nationalism or far right, it's sort of about um, this is the there's it becomes very moralistic. This is the way to be. This is the you know the suppression of individuality mm -hmm. happens yeah. with that. Yeah. And astrology is such an interesting kind of like you can be an individual and yet you belong to one of 12 archetypes. So yeah. you're completely stereotyped, but mm -hmm. you know, it's the only acceptable form of stereotyping left in mm -hmm. some ways, but it's a stereotyping that has within it, I feel the ability or the space to have infinite identities too. Like being yeah. a Sagittarius, I love that I have the markers of one, but I also am like, I know I'm also me. Yeah, mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Maybe that's the chart. I don't know. That's why I like how people are like, I guess like more interested in becoming astrologers. Yeah, let's and, talk about yeah. that. What's going, what do you think is driving that trend? Um, just like what you said, it's like, like people are looking for astrology, not to like tell them who they are, but just to kind of own a language and play with it. Mm-hmm. Because mm -hmm. yeah. it's fun. It is fun. And yeah, and I think like a lot, it's a, it's a change for a lot of people who are longtime astrologers. It's like, hey, you've only been, you know, you just did your chart for the first time two months ago and now you're talking about all that. But I found that people, you know, we lead a retreat or we did for the last seven years and in five days teach people on the beach in Mexico how to read their chart. And they do leave with a grasp of the language. Yeah. You have to keep speaking it to stay fluent, but... And then they put all their experiences into it. Mm -hmm. So it's not like they're like new to it. It's just like, yeah. yeah, it's just a container for something. Yeah, it's very interesting. And I, and I love the idea of going into this new decade, seeing that astrology may just become part, like almost, <laughs> who would have thought? Like, I don't know that it's just gonna go away as a trend. I don't um, think so, because it's so like community based. Yeah, yeah. I think that's... It's not like the big blockbuster that people are like putting out there, and then we just receive it or something. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I really, it's gone away from that kind of like get the initial purse or get your astrology symbol bag. I mean, those are cute. Don't get me wrong, but um, it's it, it's becoming part of the the cultural language yeah. uh, to. Mm -hmm. The language of this planet is speaking the language of the other planets. Mm -hmm. and, and as we move into the uh, more Aquarius planets, uh, as 2020 progresses, mm -hmm. I, think, I, I, I think astrology is going to really take on more of, a, more of a role of acceptance. That's yeah. my, I don't know if you agree or not, but mm -hmm. that's what I'm seeing. Yeah. There may be a backlash from some people, but mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, seems like it's here to stay. I think so too. It's never really gone away or anything. No, mm -hmm. no, but it's, uh, I mean, I actually, it's interesting that you're saying that it's a community thing because mm -hmm. I, I really found my passion for it when I was, Tali and I used to publish our own magazine called Hughes and it was for basically everyone and uh, making sure it was inclusive of people who were excluded from mainstream media in the 90s. So it was multicultural and gender diverse and everything. So um, 
we would have these group meetings to plan the magazine mm -hmm. and everybody would start talking about their sign yeah. and everybody would light up. So mm -hmm. similarly to what you found in your community mm -hmm. groups. Um, yeah. 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 There's such a parallel between the zine culture and social media. Yeah, there yeah. is. And the, fandom too. Like fan fiction used to be just zines that people would mail to each other. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. I love that you're <laughs> part of that world. Why do you think that people, uh, need this uh i mean let's talk we're, we both went to art school so let's talk about the the desire to create versus like you said create versus receive messages what is it about people making media and social media and zines and fan fiction that's empowering mm, i mean i think that people just want to make something cool and share it yeah and, be known and, share and it. seen yeah 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 i think i think it's it's a great act of rebellion in a world that's getting very commoditized and yeah, yeah so so what would you um what would you say to people who are uh in gen z or teens or of any mm -hmm. age because i'd like to see age kind of disappear a little bit as a divider the way gender is mm -hmm. uh because I think we're moving in that direction. We all have access to the same information in ways we never did. Mm -hmm. So um, what would you say to people though, who are younger and want to not, yeah, teens or who want who learn astrology and get excited and then want to do their friends charts on an app or, yeah. you know, start to talk to other people about astrology. What would, what would you say? I guess I would just tell them, like, never see your experiences less valid than another person's. Because um, I feel like that's important. I feel like a lot of times it's like, oh, like, I'm just, like, learning this. Or, like, oh, like, I'm, like, not a real person for some reason. If you're young, especially if you're femme presenting. So I feel like it's just really important to be like, oh, you're having, like, a real experience. You're living in the real world and you're a real person. And how can, you know, as this is me asking your community organizer, Aries self. Um, I feel like Aries are, uh, the Aries in my life have always been like real role models for me because I feel that they have this inner self-authorization where they don't second guess <laughs> themselves. If they want to do something, they're doing it. They have That's a self-belief. <laughs> yeah. Like, my, friend, that, my yeah. friend was like, wait, how, like, um, I want to be an astrologer. Like, how do you do this? I was like, just do it. And yeah. actually she had um, this book that said how to be a professional astrologer. And she flipped it open. And the first line she said was like, Aries says, just do it. Wow. I was like, wow. Like, well, you know, yeah. I, didn't, I swear I didn't look in there before. Yeah, but. I didn't see the book before. It was like, that's so funny. I mean, when you ask anyone about like who was born before the 1980s about astrology oh linda goodman's love signs or linda goodman's son linda goodman was an aries oh know? really yeah. yeah i have her poetry book and she She's has a poetry book like, yeah she, she has does. this poem that's like um astrology lesson number one oh. and um it's oh, like a few lines that. it says like um mars is the ruler of aries second line nothing is the ruler of aries mars is the ruler ah. of the first house and then that's better Ooh, like, that's so good. Yeah, she's a good poet. She's so funny. <laughs> I love that. I love I love um just maybe astrology is encouraging people to be artists still and to not lose yeah. that part of ourselves that's right. creative and created and to remember that we are always able to design who we are. I feel like that's something yeah. Aries remind us of too, that uh 
why not? Why, why not you? You know, instead of why you? Who do you think you are? That's right. kind of the message we get. Oh, you're not. What credentials do you have? Did you take the, the test to qualify as an astrologer? I mean, look, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that because credentials and certifications count and matter in certain aspects. But I love the, I love the permission the Aries give themselves. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a fan as a fellow fire sign. Um, so what do you want to use astrology for in the new decade? That's a good question. Something that I want to like, just like my New Year's resolutions kind of. Yeah, why not? Um, is like really taking seriously, like, cause this is always a work in progress um, for me, like everyone. Mm -hmm. And is like, how do you use like a therapeutic session, like a counseling session with astrology to mm -hmm. really um, like counsel racism? Because there's no language for that. There's like no study of how racism affects mental health issues. It's just seen as like a biological thing. And then I feel like that really gaslights people. Mm -hmm. So I just want to like really focus on that issue. Okay, so astrological counseling for dealing with racism. I mean, mm -hmm. I, could, I could definitely see astrology helping a person find agency because when you, yeah. because you can, you know, racism in, is institutionalized mm -hmm. and so many people walk around blaming themselves, even yeah. if they're aware that it's not them and it's coming from outside of them, it's impossible not to take exactly. in that shame and yeah, and feel like, oh, well, I should be quieter or they'll think mm -hmm. I'm loud or I should yeah. modulate to be accepted in these different communities and that does take a toll on yeah. mental health and I could see how uh, when you're like okay I'm a Sagittarius with a Scorpio moon so divorcing that from any kind of uh, identity politics and just go looking at that it's almost a relief because mm -hmm. you can say okay what mm -hmm. what how how do I show up in the world and how do other people experience me not because of my race but because of my chart like there's more freedom I think in I think, looking at yourself that way I think that a lot of people like I mean I feel like that's definitely a draw um for like a lot of people and me too um, but I feel like like there are also other times where like you just need like what you're going through to be validated oh absolutely yeah. not all the time mm -hmm. Yeah, because yeah. actually I feel like there's a huge lack of just ways we talk about race issues. How do you feel would be a productive way to talk about it in the new decade mm -hmm. for the world? I don't know. That's like, yeah, that's what I'm committing next year to, like okay. really figuring out and building okay. some language around. I feel like, yeah, a big thing that like um, I focused on this last year was just um, like, okay, like astrology, because it's such a collective language is like, well, you know, it's not about you as an individual. It's about how mental health issues are actually social problems. Mm -hmm. So that's why I wanted to really focus on this one social problem. I like that. I love that you're taking this anthropological, sociological lens and weaving astrology into it. That's really interesting. I One thing that always, I like to question everything. And this was a year of 
the media writing the same story over and over again about millennials and astrology. Yeah, I did see a lot of articles about that. Yeah, it got a little like repetitive. But I would not say. a lot. Not, not all millennials are into astrology. I know, and a lot of people from other generations also. Yeah, like it. it was just it was it felt like clickbait to me after a while. Like this is the story, and we're gonna spin it this way, and everyone else followed suit. Um, but one of the things that I saw was a, a claim that was made a lot was, uh, oh, astrology is replacing religion. So as young people are turning away from religion, they're adopting astrology. And I, I thought, this is not looking at the intersecting communities. You know, I grew up in Detroit, heavily African-American uh, city. The black church is a pillar for so many people. And astrology is too so it's like that's not necessarily true for so many people there are people that go to church or susan miller mm -hmm. when she was here she was saying she's catholic and devoutly so people can have religion and astrology my right. mother's a rabbi i grew up in the jewish community and that's i'm not religious but in no way for me is astrology a religion i mean I'm religiously obsessed with it, but you know, so, but that's the kind of thinking that I think gets overlooked. Like if you find strength in going to church and in doing your chart, great. You've got two sources of strength to feed you. I don't know. That's my opinion, but uh, you just got me thinking about that. Yeah, I don't think astrology is a religion either. I feel no. like it's a language. I yeah. also grew up religious. I feel like it's yeah, like, like a, a religion, if you don't mind my asking. I went to local church. Have you heard of it? No, what is that? It's like, um, it's a non-denominational Christian sect. Okay. Um, but it's based yeah. on the teachings of Watchman Nee, okay. who was a Chinese missionary in England. Interesting. And how was that for you? Like, is that something you're still involved in or turned away from? Or No, neither? I don't go to church anymore. Um, my parents do. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. It, I feel like they go for the community. Yeah. Because we would go to church exactly. like four That's days word, right? a week. Yeah, and we would all eat together. And you know what? I'm glad you just said that because that is where what is, people are looking for from astrology. Yeah. Community. Not religion, not God, not a you know patriarchal figure yeah. to, who's going to make it all better or punish them. Yeah, they're looking I, for belonging. Right. You know, it's a human. It's how it's how civilization survives. So, mm -hmm. but belonging that doesn't suppress our individualities. So. Yeah, anti-nationalistic belonging. <laughs> yeah, that would yeah. be nice. We'll take yeah. some of that, especially in twenty. Oh, in a historic year where things are could go more that way, you know, we do need astrology. So yeah, we live in a crazy time. We do. We need all the tools we can get to say no. This is who I am. Um, so and for anyone adopting astrology as sort of a a new language in the 2020s. Any any final thoughts for them at all or mm, for anyone new to astrology like anything you would recommend well let's let's oh. let's even go uh to into what you are really passionate about for a person of color and you know or someone in a marginalized community mm -hmm. who's discovering astrology in the 2020s in the world mm -hmm. we're inheriting where where do you think they should start to deepen their mm -hmm. uh their knowledge or their experience mm -hmm. should they study with each other should they mm -hmm. 
That's, find yeah, someone to talk study with to, each other. Do each other's charts, learn. Yeah, I would, I guess I would say, like, you know, never feel like your ideas are inferior again. Because, like, actually, like, I feel like a huge problem is just that, like, so many astrology books are by white authors. Um, like, the number of, um, like, just other voices is actually, like, really minuscule. So I think that, like, you know, if you're a person of color, like, approaching astrology, well, like, a lot of the stuff, like, you know, you might, like, kind of squint your eyes at. And then, like, um, I mean, of course, because, like, you're used to doing this, you'll find something, like, um, a pearl wisdom, like, from it anyway. Um, But I would just say, like, yeah, don't shut up. Like, just keep, like, creating your content. And it's valid that you're here and doing this. And hopefully we will be seeing even more books from astrologers of color. And, mm-hmm. you know, we had uh, Colin Bedell on, who just did Queer Cosmos. And, mm-hmm. you know, just more more of those uh, intersecting perspectives. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. It's, it's I, a, you know, yeah. It's more interesting that way, you know. Yeah. But it's not just about that. It's just mm-hmm. this is the world we live in, so let's have it reflect that. So, right. yeah. So... Awesome. Any parting thoughts for the new decade for the for the world or any any astrological transits you're excited about? Excited in the 20s about? or not excited about but know are coming? Yeah. Well, like I don't know what's going to happen with that like huge conjunction of the with Saturn and Pluto in early yeah. January. Yeah. I don't think anybody does right. so far. The jury's <laughs> out. The of future. course, maybe when you're watching this it'll have happened, but, yeah. <laughs> but a recession's always coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but by now, no matter what, it's coming. Yeah, one no matter of what, it's coming. Days, so I yeah. guess you can't really prepare. I mean, you know, I suppose you can the best you can, but you can prepare by uh, creating a community. Yeah, yeah. And making sure you have people. Yeah, so. that's very true. Yeah, community. That's what I, I'm taking away from this talk. Like. Yeah. The, the astrology is a community builder. Yeah. A way of uh, feeling validated, a way of, um, you know, mm-hmm. soothing the stress of mental health uh, burdens mm-hmm. that are imposed on people by living in a, a world of racism and other isms. And just, yeah, the, the importance of, of people in your people. life. Yeah. yeah. And giving yourself and permission. Supporting people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for chatting with me. Thank you. Yeah, Mm -hmm. great talk. And um, wishing you a creative, created 2020 where uh, you let yourself explore the way you do. Let yourself play with ideas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just do it. it. Just do it. Listen to the Aries. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.